Welcome back, everybody. This is Coach Cal B, and you're still with me at Success Speak, the podcast. I'd like to start this off by saying thank you to everyone that's shown me some love, to everybody that shared it, to everyone that has uh, followed on the show, downloaded the app, then actually favorited me and followed the show and commented. Thank you to everybody that's just casually listening in. You know, I appreciate that every time, man. It's just like I always share with my friends and my loved ones. It's just uh, I want to be the, the the stone that causes the ripple effect, you know. Um, so hopefully you listen to this. It, it, it give you some energy. It make you think about some things you didn't consider or you're hearing something that confirmed what you already believed or you were discussing with another player or another coach or just your friends. Um, this podcast is just that, man. It's our podcast, Success Speak. Tune in in the morning times. You get to hear some positive conversations from a lot of cats you didn't even realize was right around you. Access is everything. Access, access, access. And that's what Coach Cal going to do is give you access to a lot of great professionals within the world of sports uh, that are local to us. A lot of great professionals outside the world of sports that are just in the world of business um, and in education. So, that's the whole purpose of this podcast. And I'm going to keep that going until I lose my voice. <laughs> so God willing, that never occurs in my, my vocal cords stay strong and my mind uh, it stays strong as well. Um, it's really a blessing to have the support to tune in. Um, a lot of people don't realize I started a long time ago and didn't jump off the porch. And then I finally jumped off the porch. I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, my partner in crime, Danielle Kirkland. She'll be on the show uh, uh, soon to talk about being the tax lady and share her wisdom in the world of uh, taxes and finance. So looking forward to that. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of different individuals that play a huge part in uh, my life and in my career of basketball and my career as an entrepreneur in business. I want to have those individuals on to share their role in business and their role, you know, slight weight in my life as well. So definitely looking forward to that. I uh, also want to make sure I shout out to everyone on my Instagram that I actually keep in contact with. All right. Um, I got folks out in Canada, folks in Japan. I got folks in out in Senegal and Africa. I got folks that are across the country in New York and, and Texas and Mississippi, just all over. And when I say it's just an abundance of love and support, it's just overwhelming and it's exciting. And I just want to let all my young people know, hey, when you have an idea, jump off the porch with that idea. Go out there and, and push that line, man, and let people know and hear a few people be like, ah, oh, that's OK. But, uh, you know, do it. You need all that feedback. Trust me, I get all that feedback. A lot of times before you hear an episode, I've tried to a record like 15 times. All right. I'm infamous and you'll hear it. Um, uh, I do that a lot, but I'm just in the flow and that's my natural way I talk and you have to improve that. So this allows me to do that. You all give me the opportunity to be myself and, and speak my truth in regards to coming on air and want to talk about success and speak success into existence every single day. I really appreciate you all. We're going to get into the show, but I had to make sure that I, I just exuded all of my appreciation to everyone that has been listening and sharing. OK, so back to the business, the app anchor FM. Go on the Google Play 
download the app to your phone. Now, a lot of folks are saying, hey, Cal, I can't find you. I'm gonna hit up Anchor FM about that. If that's the case, please DM me. Let me know that you can't find me on the podcast, excuse me, on the platform of Anchor, and I'll shoot you a direct link to the podcast, and then you should be able to sign up and do everything from there. If that's not the case, inform me because I'll let them know. Now, here's the truth. I will not always be on anchor.fm. This is the jump off so that you understand that it's a free platform for you and I to listen and join in. And you can create your own podcast. If you have any questions about creating your own podcast, reach out to me. Let me know. Also, on Spotify is probably the best way I've seen so far to listen to it. There are other platforms. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that I use those other platforms. I am going to do my due diligence for my audience and tap in and use those other platforms to see how they work um, along with Anchor FM to see how well it is, how easy it is to listen to them or for it to search me up. Spotify, I have Spotify. I have a Spotify account. Spotify and Anchor FM work directly together. So I don't know if you have Pandora. I'm not going to be on a Pandora, but I am on everything pretty much except Apple right now and working, working, working. They just take their time getting it out there. And really just so you guys all understand the more listens I have and the more shows, honestly, the more shows I record and they get listened to that encourages the other platforms to, to bring me on. So it's just hustle and muscle. You know, I got to make sure I'm really, really on it. I'm really contacting uh, the other platforms to let them know that I exist and I'd like to be featured on their platform. Also, for my folks that have come on air and you want me to send you a copy of the show, I'm working on being able to download the content because right now everything goes to their server. So just some some techie information for all my folks. Uh, I will actually be hosting my own show that I get to record and keep all of the the information from the show, meaning like the recordings, the music, all that. That will probably happen in uh, the next month. So right now, like I said, this allows me to interact with everybody. Um, It makes it easy because I can just send the people I want to interview a link and then they can just hit me back and then we can start talking. And uh, that really makes it simple until I really get going. But I have folks that are calling me from different cities. Some of them I have to go in, sit down with and visit. Others, we get to do it straight through the Anchor FM um, app. So that is how it really is working. And we just on principle, we're going to make it do what it do right now. And we'll make all the improvements. So for those of my uh, uh, guests that have come on and we've recorded and you'd like a copy of what we recorded, I am working my tail off to get that to you, as well as for uh, listeners who want to replay it and listen to it. The only way right now I can highly recommend is the Anchor FM app or Spotify, okay? But I'm working on getting in touch with all the other platforms to see what I can do to uh, make it easier for listeners, okay? And again, I appreciate all the love and support you're giving me. Stay tuned. We're going to jump into this thing. I want to talk a little bit today about Daddy Ball, all right? Um, my <laughs> One of my brothers, like I said last night, we were talking, and he said, Cal, hey, I want you to bring up the whole conversation. I got some tips. I want everybody to know. The show is your show. You tell me, you talk to me, let me know what you want to hear, what you want to have discussed, because I do have access to uh, uh, men and women who are at different levels in sports, in the sports industry, um, at different levels in business as well. Some upstarts to folks who are just triple OG business folks. So no question is a bad question. Okay. Ask it. 
I'll do my best to blend it into uh, the show. But back to what I was saying, my, my guy, uh, uh, Coach Aaron Sessions, he works out in our gym with his son. Phenomenal young guy, freshman at uh, Lincoln High. Phenomenal young guy. I'm telling you, coaches need to do a lot more due diligence uh, in getting to learn who the players are around your city. Um, I'm not going to give up too many of my secrets, but I network and I do my best to find out who the kids are, who their families are, so that it makes it a lot easier for me to deal with them all. This whole notion of daddy ball, the LeVar Ball syndrome has existed well before LeVar Ball ever came onto the scene. There was always a parent who was coaching the kids and needed their son to get all the run because they believed that that was going to be the best way to expose their son as an athlete so that when they got to high school, he or she would be the baller on the team. AAU uh, got highlighted as a result of that, but it happens across the board in every single sport. Do not think that basketball is the only sport where someone's father takes over the team or creates the team or becomes the founder of a club simply so that they can highlight their child. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I have children. I work with my kids. Okay. I'm a little bit different in the respect that I'm a fall back when it's time to try out and let them do their thing. I do my best to educate my kids about the importance of training and working on their craft, be it in sport or academics or a business that they're working on. Because, yes, my kids get it in their ear all the time about being early to rise, early to grind and starting creating revenue for themselves while they're young. Because I'm raising a young adult and I'm not raising a child that's going to be a child all their days. In my eyes as a father, they'll always be my child. But I'm raising up an adult who can go out into the world and contribute to the world, okay? Not somebody that's going to suck you dry because uh, all they've been uh, it, all they've been through is, is being catered to and being pampered by their parents and coddled by their parents. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where I feel a certain type of way about my children in sports and how they can get along with other teammates and other adults. So the question that my brother came to me was, hey, How do you think that this whole daddy ball mentality is affecting the game? Are we overlooking going to the proper training because we are the parent on the team? Because he's saying this from a perspective of he's a dad that runs an AAU team that trains his son and the other players on the team. And he's kind of come across that vibration from folks who may feel like he leans more the one way than the other. So I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely bring it up. For me, um, I think it's, it's definitely a topic that I, I'll bring up on a regular basis. But for me, like I said, I, I believe you should train your kid um, at home before you go out and spill all this kinds of money. Do I have people who come to me and pay me and train? Yes. Do I enjoy it? Yes. Am I honest with people? Hell yes. I will let you know. Okay. I don't do all of that. That ain't even called for. I will let you know, like, hey, your son, your daughter needs to learn how to shoot. They need to get their feet right. Get the footwork right. Those things that I'll explain to parents. Hey, only a few kids. If a thousand kids come into this gym, maybe three are going D1. And why? It's not because they lack talent. A lot of times it's because folks don't understand the process or when the process actually begins or they overdo it and they kill it for their kids 
by their attitude. This is their general attitude towards coaches and towards towards the NCAA and towards a, a school program. So to all those parents that might be faced with the daddy ball situation because their kid is just a regular kid coming to the team and the head coach or the, <coughs> excuse me, the organizer, the founder of the program's kids are in the program. And so everything is kind of situated towards them. And I have this, this is probably across in almost every program. There's only a few programs that don't exist like that. I, and I'll, I'll say like this, like for instance, one ball basketball is run by Kyle Hunt, good friend of mine. He'll be on the air soon. Um, he has no children. His program is strictly for other people's children. I have to always remind him, Hey, make sure you set a standard that allows you to always keep your values in, in the program. The spirit of what you want your program to be about is always there. Cause you don't have any children in the program. So there's a lot of people who feel comfortable with that. Hey, he's not showing favoritism to anybody unless they favor his program and his standards. If they favor what he's doing, then they'll probably be one of his favorite and he'll be one of their favorites. If you go into programs um, that have parents that run it, that's not a bad thing. Like I said, 90% of these programs, that's what it is. If you go to a, a, a shoe circuit program, a whole nother monster altogether. Whole, it's business, people. It's strictly, strictly business once you get to that point. In my humble opinion, a College scholarship, an academic scholarship is a business contract. It's probably the first one that most of these folks will enter into is a, 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 a contract that says, I'm going to come to school, do my schoolwork. I'm going to learn. And as a result of that, I'm going to end up being an ambassador for your university. If we get our children to understand that when they're in school, going through the traditional public school or private school program, then they have a different approach to college. They have a different approach and understanding of what the scholarship is. I talk about that when I discuss with uh, uh, parents all the time. I had a, a conversation till like 11 o'clock at night with uh, a parent and her son and just discussing the options that, hey, just because you're playing at the local AAU, it's really just a recreation ball. And it's not a diss to nobody's program, but a lot of the lower levels of your program is recreation. It's just better organized than the city league. If you have one, we happen to have a city league in Stockton that offers sports programs at a very affordable price year round. Most of our kids need to go through rec programs and learn how to play, how to get along with other children, how to go out there and run around feel comfortable making mistakes, falling and getting up. That part is important first. Before we even can get to the AAU or the privatized, specialized sports programs that exist now, I'm still old school in the respect that like, I want my kids to play, play sports. I don't need my kid to damn near be a coach on the field because he knows the game well enough to, he can go play old school sandlot baseball. He can go out to the park and be like, Hey, I got some flags. You know what I'm saying? Let's go play. Or we can play two hand touch that they understand that my, my kids and my boys especially enjoy doing that. It's a, it's a social order. You go out, you go to the playground and Hey, it's recess time. Hey, I want to get picked. So, that's kind of a sidebar note to the, the concept of parents running programs. If more parents were involved in their neighborhood, you would see a huge difference between how parents relate to whatever parent took over the organization or is running their team.
for starters, I think you need to ask more questions and you need to be more honest about what you, you want your child. Remember what I'm saying? You want your child to experience. Um, most parents, you want to take pictures and be able to socialize about, oh yeah, little Johnny, he's playing soccer now. He's pretty good. So on and so forth. If you weren't an athlete growing up and you're putting your kid into that, you're putting your kid into sports to socialize, to build up their social acumen and, and move up the rank in the social order. All right. I can remember my mom used to always say the one thing she didn't want her children to experience was feeling awkward, feeling out of place amongst their peers at school. You know, so it's Jordans and the new champion hoodies and, you know, you got a new iPhone. Those are material ways you can do that. And then that lasts a short period of time. Or there's the real tangible way you do it where you show your child how to go interact with other young people. Because when they come to realize that you're not the only one at school that's going to feel a little awkward about being new or being the first day or being the new kid on the team. That you understand how to socialize. You know how to build up a relationship to have camaraderie. You are learning the values of sportsmanship. And it keeps building up to when you get to the point at the elite level, what you've got to learn how to do is make a sacrifice to become great at your craft and make the sacrifice to be a great teammate. So if you're going to play and or such to say, rewind that if you're going to coach your child on a team, those character attributes have to be the, the baseline. They have to be the foundation of building the organization because it's always going to be a, a parent who feels like you favor your child over their own. That has to be more than obvious. If you make it a point to assert yourself as a parent and ask those questions. If you make it a point to assert yourself as a player and ask those questions of how you coaching your own kid is going to impact me on your team, you might put off some people, but I'd rather kind of put you off, but you know where I, 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 I really stand about it. And then you also see that's a remedy. The kids are just bouncing around and playing at three, four, five different teams over the course of their young career, their amateur career. That makes a huge difference for a lot of folks uh, that coach. Like when you see a kid and he's played or she's played everywhere. Okay, on the girl side, that's one of the reasons why I like coaching girls uh, uh, basketball. I don't get a lot of that where girls just bounce all over the place. Um, Perhaps it's just that that families make sure they take care of the the, the young ladies, whereas the boys are caught up in, like I like to call it the Kobe, LeBron, McGrady syndrome. Like, I'm going to be one and done. I'm going to be, no, you're not. Here's the reality. You suck. And if you can't, if if that hurts your your eardrums to hear it now, imagine what it would hear like, be be like to hear that in person. Okay, just cutthroat. Hey, you suck. And it's not you suck because you're no good. You suck because you've already sold yourself on a dream. This dream that if you can dribble and run, you're going to go to the NBA or you're going to get a D1 scholarship. Let's just take all that nonsense out of your mind and get back to the reality. Do you have a 3.8 consistently? Have you already taken your SAT and scored a 1300? Have you already taken your ACT? Have you been communicating with colleges since you were in eighth grade? Have your parents been investigating the school since you were in eighth grade? 
Have you ever visited any of the schools you're talking about you want to go and play at? Do you know what the actual difference between going to an NAIA and going to a D2? So these are just fundamental questions that if your child and you as a parent can't answer, you already have a problem, like straight up and down. You have a problem. Okay. I'll share a, if you're in eighth grade and you're playing AAU basketball with the intention to go to college, you should not be playing with eighth graders. You should be playing with 15 and 16 year olds. And by the time you become 15 or 16, you should be playing with 17 year olds, all varsity from that point on. If you're going to use AAU as a tool, as a mechanism to get yourself viewed by a larger audience of collegiate scouts, then you need to know what places you need to be playing at because the scouts don't go everywhere. If you really think that they're at all the local tournaments, they're not. You're playing recreation basketball for all intents and purposes. Okay. That it may get you some film, but... Guys like myself, guys like some of the gentlemen that are and women that are going to come on to the show will be the first to let you know they're not paying attention to those tournaments. The NCAA rules have changed. So daddy ball, in effect, will die in terms of people spending their money to go play at a local program that says that they're going to play in NCAA certified tournaments. That's a myth. That's not real at all, people. Okay. And I'll challenge anybody's program that says that. I'll say, what's the name of your program? Okay, if it's local and it's Northern California and it's not the soldiers and it's not the Oakland soldiers and you're not in touch with the the programs like the Arsenal, you're not in touch with a program like Cal Storm, you're not in touch with programs like that. I can keep rattling on and on. There are specific programs for a specific type of players, be it male or female, that want to go to specific type of colleges. You need to go to one of those teams and you can avoid the daddy ball. If you are on this whole fake hype that all you got to do is have on the right Under Armour, Nike, Adidas uniform and you make it and you're going to make it. No, you're not. You're not. You're going to be disappointed because you've been disillusioned and people kind of been siphoning money out of you to get you to go here and go there. So there's going to be some programs that guys that listen to this and be like, ah, dude is hating. Yeah, I I am. I am. (laughs) No doubt. I am. Um, Get your paper. Just know that if a a kid or parent listens to this podcast, they're going to realize like, wait a minute. He's right. You don't play in any of the tournaments that, that actually bring the attention to your kid. Okay, if your kid is playing in showcases and it's costing you three and four hundred dollars to buy the the highlight tape and you got to pay for the uniform and you got to do all of that. And you have not asked the key questions of what college scouts receive these profiles or will be attending this event. Know what the schedule is that college coaches can actually view players in person, can actually call your house or email your son or daughter or tag or or text your kid or hit them on Instagram. Find out what the rules are. We don't discuss them, but I'm telling you in advance, these are the ways you circumvent the daddy ball syndromes. When you have access, which we all do to NCAA, to all the rules 
Okay, when you when you have access to as an adult, as the parent to contact the university and set up a campus tour, which we all have. We all can go to any campus at any time. There's not a university in America that says, oh, don't come to our campus. It's finals. Don't come to the campus. No, you can come and see what it's like during finals. They might not have anybody that wants to give you a tour because the majority of the kids are trying to pass their, their finals. Yet, isn't that when you want to find out what campus life is like? Or do you want to get surprised uh, that they partying all during finals? Okay. And it don't fit your kid. Or if you come from a religious background and you your kid's a D1 recruit, he goes on a recruiting trip and they're partying and they're throwing uh, 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 all kinds of miscellaneous things that your kid ain't used to at, at your kid. And then that kid calls you up like, hey, I don't want to go to the school. Why? I thought you loved this university. Yeah, but as soon as I got here, it was all about girls and drinking. And you got to find out those things. OK, if we're paying attention on the men's side. And all the hype that's coming off of should players get paid. Uh, should the schools uh, uh, kind of renegotiate the terms of their arrangements with players in every sport? Because when you put it out there like, oh, well, basketball and football make all the money matters not when the entire university is what it's about. Find out more information. OK, so when you want to play at a top level and you're not finding out the information, you're going to fail when you get there. It's no different than these kids who spend all their time in the gym for years and years. Then it's draft night and they get bamboozled. We heard these stories upon stories upon stories of how kids get into these traps with these adults who have money and they're offering their families monies and they lose millions. Or they never get the opportunity that was being dangled in front of them because of something simple like, oh, I smoked some weed. Oh, I was at a, a, a party and I slapped a, a, a girl. Environment. Coach K says it. Coach Calipari uh, makes it a thousand. Coach K, I said Coach K, that's Coach's exit. Coach Calipari made it 100% clear. You cannot come to Kentucky and be on the BS. You cannot come to Kentucky and want to party and get high. You can't because the first time you make a mistake at Kentucky, it becomes a 30 for 30 on ESPN. It becomes what's the ticker Take on the bottom of Sports Center all day long for 30 days. One mistake. The entire program suffers. The entire community that, that supports and boosts up that program suffers. So understand where you want to go and why. I can sit here and say I talk to the majority of parents and players that are athletes. They have no freaking clue what the NCAA is other than it's an opportunity to go to college and change, change their life. Well, it's not going to do a positive change if you're not making it a point to dedicate yourself to learning what that is now. And that goes for those of you who just want to go for academic reasons. Learn about the universities and the majors that they are very, very, very clear of. This is what we're about. We offer all these other majors because it attracts kids here. But this is what we're really about. We're a school that pushes out teachers. We're a school that pushes out scientists. We're a school that pushes out natural scientists. We're a school that pushes out uh, uh, physicists. Learn about what their specialty is. Because basketball is basketball everywhere. Sports is sports everywhere. But when you start to actually dig in and find out who's on that coaching staff, find out what the ratio of players that come from that university go off into the uh, professional ranks, that's going to make all the impact for you, okay? So daddy ball, to me, in effect, it exists everywhere. 
All right, is his daddy's whose son, Coach Calipari's son, plays basketball for him at Kentucky. And he said, you'll probably never see him on the floor. <laughs> so you need to do some research and you need to do your due diligence to find out what is the difference between the programs at a lower level, at the AAU level. Um, I'm definitely down. If you want, you have questions about programs in your area. I do the research on my own and network. Um, like I said to uh, uh, the AU programs, who most AU programs are just reg ball. They're just reg ball. Dressed up, nice uniforms, and they travel. Okay. Or like to say, vacation basketball. Okay. If you're going to these play, if you're going, if your team's going to Florida and you're from Ohio and you don't get to go to see Orlando and you don't get to go to the Epcot Center, that was a bum trip, man. That was a bum trip. You just play basketball because there's no time in your career as a basketball player other than when you make it to the NCAA tournament, all right, that you play consecutive games like that. So understand that, that these tournament models where you're playing three and four games, two games in a day, three games in a day, four games in a week, four games in a weekend type of thing, not real. At the NCAA level, you're going to go play one game a day. And and unless you are in like the Maui Invitational or the NIT or the, uh, the, the, the March Madness Tournament, like you're not playing every single day like that. You're not. You're just not. Okay. You as an athlete go out there you can play every day all right but no they don't they don't do it like that and i know when i work with players and i tell parents like it's it's nonsense it's nonsense so if you want to go on a good vacation and you love basketball you and you want to go go do that thing but i'm trying to think of what other sports play multiple times in one day baseball does double headers softball does double headers uh volleyball you play the same team back to back um, and you might play another team in, 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 in three to four matches. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think out loud of what sports do what we do in basketball, for instance. So you have to consider that and, and really look at it. Like, oh, man. If, For instance, if you're a parent who's down to go anywhere and go to the end of the earth for your child when it comes to playing ball. And you don't do your due diligence to realize, like, I'm in Stockton. Uh, we have... One shoe circuit team. That's the uh, NorCal Tar Heels. Okay. Now I've had people come to me. Oh man, what do you think? What do you think? I think that I know enough to inform you that if you're going to go, you need to know that it fits you because you're going to be competing with kids who are competing to get scholarships. So if you go in there with this mindset of like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to let Coach Bell know like, my kid is this good. Your kid is just another kid who wants to play. What's different about your child and their child's attitude and your child's support system, what's different or similar to successful students that have come through this program. So the compare, oh, well, this is not the, it's not the, the soldiers. It's not the Compton Magic. It's not, you know what I'm saying, the California Super. It's not those teams. So find out what it is and how that program fits your child because it's a less of a headache on the people running the program, okay? Because everybody is going to come back and be like, well, man, it was kind of like this. And, and, and I'm talking about different. I've heard this about every program, not just NorCal, every program. There's a parent that's not satisfied with what that program did for them or how they spent their money. And you know what I'm saying? it's business people. So if we get out of this mindset of we're going to get our child serviced and our child is that's that's your kid. That's how you feel about your kid. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, 
you if you listen to the interview with coach uh, Brandon Bracey, he says that the team rampage, they focus on the kids that are kind of under the radar, hardworking, no, not a whole lot of, fr- they're not into the, the frills. They want to learn how to play ball. They got good grades and they want to know how to put all that together in a package and become great. Okay. Find a place where your son or your daughter fits in, be it basketball, baseball, softball, swimming, water polo. Find the teams and the organizations that fit your child. And then I really believe you'll avoid the daddy ball, parent ball issues. I think that you'll find teams and organizations that your child can enjoy. And it's okay. And I'm going to say this in basketball. It's not a problem to play for more than one team when you know why you're playing. Okay, if you play for AAU team uh, uh, players, athletes, because you don't want to have to work out, don't expect the result from the same result from a team that requires that you have to work out and train and travel and keep your grades up. So there's different programs. Okay, I know um, this this uh, spring and summer when I do it, if you don't have a a 3.0 then the program's not going to be for you. If you don't have certain attributes beyond playing the game of basketball, you're not going to be attractive for me to take you on the road. Just not. Okay. Um, you're like, well, Calvin, no, it's just not because it's all about you understanding what you're trying to accomplish and what you get to offer back. So just imagine if everybody starts to set those precedents for themselves and then they go out and that's why they're looking to join the team. Not because they have the dopest uniforms and they get free Nikes. Not because they get to go play and LeBron going to be there and uh, his son. That's not why you, because that does not impact you if you're not coming, bringing your best game. And then when the people ask you like, oh man, are they ask your coach? So, so tell me more about what's the GPA like? And they're like, oh, well, he got a two point. I know y'all read it, but like, coach, you can have a 2.8. I know you can. You can have a 1.0 too. You can. Okay. It's not attractive. It's not a good sell to market you in the business of scholarship. It's just not good. It's not sexy when when I have to have a conversation and then I get to the part. Well, yet he's really athletic, uh, but you got a 2.3. Okay. If you have academic issues, parents, if your child has academic issues, studying, focus issues, those are the things that you want to address because they make the difference in what's accessible to your child. Okay. If you have a, t- a child that has freakish talent, you want to make sure that it's not just about their talent only, that there's somebody that's going to be around that wants to work with them academically. Very important, man. Um, if you know you want to be a professional, you know you have a child that you believe can go from the amateur ranks right into being a professional, then right now, when you feel that, you need to get on it right away and develop a professional program for your child. Do not wait until something magical happens. Like, oh, he's seen it. We got seen at a tournament. No, eh, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's just, a, I just had to touch on that and I can go on that for hours and hours. And it's going to be a constant theme. Uh, throughout the year, probably as long as I'm a coach, it'll be a constant theme of people coming and asking, like, how do you feel about this team? How do you feel about this coach? How do you feel about uh, this program or this university or school? I'll give you my honest opinion, but it does start at do your due diligence. 
do your research, go to their college games. If you're in junior high, elementary, go to different high school games. Watch how the coaches coach. Okay. Ask the coach, can I come by your practice one time and just sit in? All right. If you're in eighth grade, ask the coaches, hey, during the summertime, is it okay if I come in early and work out with the team? Ask. Okay. Grandma say, hey, closed mouth does not get fed. Ask. Okay. Jump off the porch and go out there and assert yourself. Ask some questions and find out. There is no limit. There is no limit. Okay. In this age of Instagrams and Facebooks and Snapchats and everything else tech, uh, technological, this is pretty much improbable to uh, 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 not find out the information that you want to acquire, you know. So make, make it a, a point. Listen to Success Speak. Find out how you can go about doing the due diligence part. How do I find out the difference between a D1 mid-major and a, a, a lower D1? How do I find out the, uh, the difference between going to an NAIA versus going to a JUCO? How, what's the difference? What is an NAIA school? Coach, what does it mean to have to register for Clearinghouse? All things we're going to get into. Okay, but thank you for listening. Once again, if you have any questions, any questions, please, please hit me up on Instagram at Coach Cal B. Okay, um, I blast up on Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much from Instagram <laughs> or from the show. So I don't really talk on Twitter too much. I occasionally will drop something like I just dropped a, a, a little blurb on, on the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Um, yeah, check that out too. Colin is from the area. He's from Turlock, Tur- California. And for all intents and purposes, like it's like the, the whitest town ever. <laughs> and they don't have a voice. They don't say anything about anything whatsoever. So it's kind of one of those things like imagine coming a long way like that young brother did from being in a foster home, uh, uh, being adopted by uh, a foster family, them raising you up, and then you going off into the world, doing your thing. He went to Nevada, played excellent, then goes to San Francisco, makes it to all the way to NFC championships and all that, and takes a knee on behalf of the young brothers and sisters that are being murdered by police. And the overwhelming response in our community was silence. So, not something that goes away anytime, any soon, anytime soon, that is. Um, it'll always linger there, uh, being a resident of the local community. So you got to make it a point to have a voice and, and bring it up and, and make folks have to deal with it. All right. So this gives us that opportunity. Success speak gives us that opportunity to speak our mind. Remember, we are our own ESPN. It is our responsibility to bring light, to shed light and bring light to our situations, whether whether they're good or bad, it's our responsibility to uh, put that out there. It's our responsibility to grab the narrative by the throat and, and make sure we speak truth into the narrative, all right? So like this conversation that I had with my brother Aaron, and he asked me to speak up openly about daddy ball and AAU ball. Um, it's going to be a constant thing because it's getting ready to change as well. It's the whole NCAA scene is getting ready to change. I really believe that women's basketball and women athletics is getting ready to bolster up. Okay. Men, uh, we've been haters for so long. We've been so, 
so 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 wrong for being haters that that i openly have to tell people i'm a title nine guy i openly have to tell other male coaches like ah oh, man you 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 being a hater you're doing what you normally what guys normally do when you talk about women's sports uh the WNBA playoffs is phenomenal right now phenomenal right now man so make sure you tune in to watch the storm versus the mystics okay all right seattle versus washington Make sure you tune in. It's ballers. All my young ladies that play ball. If you're not watching the women who play your sport, be it basketball, soccer, softball, tennis, volleyball, man, you're doing yourself a disservice because you'll sit and watch all the guys play. All right. And then you'll go and do all this work and then you'll go and you'll participate, but you never support your own sisters in, in, in the game. So make make it a point to do that. And that's just not to women. That's everybody. Make it a point to show the support across the board, because, yes, my sisters that play ball should not have to go live in Europe for six months to make a fraction of what LeBron makes. And he never has to leave to go play anywhere else. OK. And he did that from 17. And you can't tell me that there's not young ladies that can dominate the game like that when they were young and in high school. All right. Skylar Diggins, Monique Billings. I'm going to go way, way back. Cheryl Swoop. All right. Cheryl Miller. Like, you can't tell me that. So if you were a historian of the game and you know the game, you know, you know that there's been female ballers. Okay. That's schooling these men that are now playing and making millions like, or a minimum contract is a million. That's something to consider, y'all. All right. Another great episode. Another great show. I love spending my time like this. I got some interviews to go do and get back to work and bring it back to you all. OK, so stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in. Please chime in. Go to your voice messages on the Anchor app. That's the only way you can send me a message that I can include in the show. OK. Oh, just a heads up. When you do send a message, wherever you are, because it's on your phone, put the phone to your uh, closer to your mouth. <laughs> Put it close to your mouth so I can understand you clearly and not hear all your background noise. Um, but nonetheless, I appreciate the support. I will always make sure to respond back to you and send you a reply back to your message because that's how serious it is for me. Um, I don't care if I have a thousand, a million. I'm going to try and find a way all the time to get back in touch with you. And I'll say this a million times. Thank you for your support. Keep tuning in. Share it. Like it. Make it your favorite. And let's do it again tomorrow. This is Coach Cal B signing off. Success Speak, the podcast. Peace.